Praise the Lord and welcome to another session of I Have Podcast with me, your host, Reverend Mario A. Najera. To all those that are listening in for the first time and for all those that are returning back, thank you for joining me. I am honored to have with me today Pastor of Parker Apostolic Church in Parker, Arizona, Pastor Jose Garcia. We are here today to testify of the goodness and mercies of God, and no matter where you find yourself in your life's journey, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus still saves, and that he's still doing works within his people. So listen as we hear what God has done in the life of my guest today. Pastor Garcia, praise the Lord, and welcome to IHAP Podcast, and thank you for accepting this invitation today, sir. Praise the Lord, Reverend Mario. Thank you for inviting me, and uh, it's an honor to be here with you tonight. Thank you. Pastor, as always, my prayer for our conversation is that the words that we speak will inject faith in the hearts and minds of those that are listening today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor Garcia, uh, I've had the pleasure of, you know, growing up there in Black California, you know, Sector 3. So uh, I have known you for a while, sir. Um, yes, sir. Uh, and hearing things about you and, and, and there in your ministry in Parker. But I've never really got to speak with you about how this all got started for you, Pastor. So that's where I want to open up our conversation today. Before your own personal relationship with Christ or your own experience with church, sir, where would you say you found yourself in your life? I found myself planning my life for myself, mm-hmm. which God had other plans for me. And many of us go through that route. I plan to do this when I graduate. Mm-hmm. I plan to do, have this and have that. And it never entails. It never comes to be. Mm-hmm. So God has other plans for each and every one of us. We just got to go the way he wants us to go. And my plans were for when I graduate, I'm going to own a farm and, and do this and plant this and, and, and uh, shack up with our friends and stuff and have an apartment somewhere and just, you know, just, just do this and own a farm and have uh, prosperity in our farm and just go forward with that. But God had other plans for me and I had to, uh, surrender myself to those plans, okay? Because I was never really introduced to Christ till my senior year year in high school or the summer I graduated from high school. I can say the senior year in high school because in April of that year of 1976 was the first time I visited uh, the Apostolic Assembly at Parker Church uh, in, in Parker. And it was at a sunrise service and what Parker does every year is they go to the mountains and celebrate the sunrise service behind P mountain. Uh, and they have breakfast out there. They take their quads or take their three wheelers or sand rails and Jeeps and stuff and climb mountains, go desert riding after we do our sunrise service and have the, the preaching and the singing and, and a little bit of Sunday school, little teaching and after breakfast, and everybody just kind of has a wild time out in the mountains. So I got to experience that as a soul, as a person that didn't know who God is. My mom uh, had gone into church already, and she started visiting the church because Brother Joseph Cido, which was a pastor of Tucson at the time, or pastor of Tucson for a while, uh, he pastored Parker for many years. Uh, he would visit the, the souls, and he would invite them to church, and he'd go, and my mom was one of those people that received it. And... Uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll go with you. So I went with her to the sunrise service. I had a good time. And and, and God really, uh, at that point, I believe the seed was planted. Mm. Okay. 
and, and you can say, like many people go to church because of the tacos or the tostadas. <laughs> Amen. I went to church because of the girls. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's what fascinated me because of the girls that were there. Uh, the pretty Christian girls, pretty apostolic girls. Why are they wearing long dresses in this heat? Why are they doing this in this heat? And, and had many, many, many questions. Okay. Mm. Uh, and, and, and that was my first, my first encounter with God. Not really, uh, kind of not really seeking him, mm. but listening to the word that was spoken, that was planting a seed in my life. Yes. And that's where it all started at. But before that, I had many plans, but God changed his plans. Yes, sir. Because he tells Jeremiah, I knew you in the womb of your, mm. of your mother before you were conceived, before you were formed. I knew you. I had a plan. I had a purpose for you. I anointed you for the nations and, and all this stuff. And, and now, as, as I've been pastoring for a couple of years, it's coming to be and it's coming to a minor reality in my mind, that when I was in my mother's womb or before I was conceived, God already had laid out the the, the, the destination mm. for me, my destiny, my my way of path. All I had to do it was accept it. Yes. Well, what was that calling like for you when when you finally uh, did decide to get you know accept that calling and get baptized in Jesus' name, Pastor? Like, uh, was it like was it a period of time or was it right away for you or what were some of the things that then before you decided to get, actually give your life to Christ? Well, I actually gave my life to Christ. Now you can pray, you know, it's kind of a ridiculous thing was to get married to my wife, the girl mm. that I chose at Parker. That's that's the only reason okay, you can't marry her unless you're baptized. Okay, oh. I'll get baptized. Okay. So in 1977, I got baptized February 77. In fact, that day, that day I was irrigating. I was out there in the field working and stuff. And that day that I was going to get baptized on Wednesday night, I drank my last beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I drank my last beer and I, and I went to church that night and got baptized. Wow. Okay, that, like I said, it kind of sounded <laughs> ridiculous, but I didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I did it for her to get married to her. Mm. Okay. So the, 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 my, 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 my way of thinking was really lopsided, really yeah. uh, backwards, if you will. Okay. And God probably laughing at me said, I can work with that. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. so then we got married in, in, in August. I got baptized in February, got married in August of 77. And then in 78 in, in Blythe, uh, I got the Holy Ghost when uh, Pastor Abel uh, Aguilar went to Blythe and visited us and, and, and prayed and, and had a service there in Blythe. And I went there and I remember going to the altar and he said, who wants the Holy Ghost? I remember going to the altar and that night. Uh, I think it was March of 78, I received the Holy Spirit. Wow. Okay. From there, my life started changing mm. after I got the Holy Ghost. From there, everything started changing and started falling to place. I wanted nothing with the ministry, nothing mm. whatsoever. I just want to help the ministry. Mm. That was my, I think that I would say that was my calling to help the ministry, to be yeah. a, uh, a part behind the scenes. Yeah. Okay, and but God had, like I said, God has other plans. He he had already had predestined things in my life to walk in His way to achieve where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. That's right, Pastor Garcia, and and I think that's very awesome and powerful that you said that. That you know, um, we we go in with the mindset, you know, of or maybe some people don't even want to give an opportunity to get baptized because you know, well, I still drink or I still smoke. But it, right. it's really that opportunity giving it to God 
that you're not going to do it on your own. You're not going to come to a point where you're going to stop on your own. But with that power, that you know, that change, that's where that change comes from. That's where, you know, that, that brand new mind comes from. Correct. Yeah. That's where I'm being transformed at in that, in that part. Yes. Yes. God did some transformation, really renewing on my spirit, renewing on my mind and, and just transformed me into something that, that I never dreamed that uh, I would be. But my mother would have dreamed because Chucky Isaac Salcido was the, the assistant pastor and he, he and I had look alike. Okay, Chucky and I look alike, and a lot of people tell me that you look like Chucky or you look like <laughs> Isaac. And are you guys brothers? Good, no, I never knew the guy. <laughs> but you, but you know, uh, my mother would see him preaching from the pulpit, and said, and she said, "Man, I wish my my son would be mm. doing that." And and you know, God heard her cry, heard her prayer, yeah. and she said, "I pray that you would be preaching the word one day." And uh, it came to be fulfilled. Amen. A mother's prayer is powerful. Yes, yes, sir. So, Pastor, you were speaking earlier, uh, or you were mentioning earlier, I'm sorry, that, um, you know, it was never a desire so much to be in the ministry, but to help the ministry. But kind of getting into that next topic then is, how did you experience that? How did you start getting involved in ministry and the way that you, you're doing right now? Or your introduction and then which, and the pastorhood? I would have, during my uh, layman years at, at PAC, I would have visions uh, the Lord would speak to me. I'd go to conferences and conventions and people would come near me and start whispering in my ears, mm. you know, God has greater things for you. God has greater things for you. And I said, hmm. And I would think to myself and tears be coming down my eyes. How could he have greater things for me if I don't, if I don't see that in myself? Mm. Uh, so, so as, as the time progressed, God showed me things and, and I didn't want the ministry, but it still helped. And I still, did the MC and I still mm. uh, did Bible studies and I did, still uh, did Sunday school and drove the van to pick up kids for Sunday school and, and helped as much as I could around the church and did the lawn and clean the bathroom, clean the church, clean the comedor, whatever needed to be done, I was there to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I was always there to be a blessing to the pastor. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in time, God would, show me through dreams, different things. He would show me uh, um, a vision of a bigger church. He would show me a vision of a school, a Christian school. He would show me a vision of apartments. He would show me uh, visions of me praying for people. He would show me uh, those kinds of visions that he would show me. And, 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 he, and I think that's what kept me going. Like Paul says, I can't, I can't talk about the things I saw in heaven. Hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't let you, I can't say anything about it because it's only for me. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with my dreams and my visions that God has given me, it was only for me to strengthen me as I continue walking with God in the journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what held me together, but I didn't want nothing to do with the ministry because I've heard bad things about it. You know, uh, the rest of the hermano is going to look at your family and I don't want my, my, my family, my kids to be looked at that way in, in the ministry and, and, you know, sometimes the hermanos would destroy the ministry. Mm. Uh, and for me, I had a mindset, I don't want that. Mm. I don't want that, you know. And that's that kind of discouraged me from the ministry. Uh, when Pastor uh, Sorcido moved to Tucson and we had Pastor Silva and Brother Alvin, Pastor Alvin changed places, he went to Blythe and, and Pastor Silva came here. Mm. Uh, I did everything, I, and Pastor Cedar would have just have to come and preach on Sundays and and, and Wednesdays. And um, 
I was doing a lot of stuff for 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 Pastor Silva and your uncle uh, Frank uh, Esquivel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in, in in Cathedral City, I believe that year that about that time or Indio uh, under Luciano, Brother Luciano, um, and he came to an anniversary dinner that. Uh, celebration that uh, Pastor Silva and Sister Lucy had, and we were talking in, in, at the clubhouse where we were having it. And he says, "How come? How come you don't get ordained?" And I don't want to. I just want to. We just want to help Pastor Silva. I just don't want to be there for him. He says, "You're doing. You're doing the work. Mm. Just put the title on it. That's what you're doing. You're doing the work already. Mm. You know, all you need is a title that's going to get you further in the assembly, get you further in uh, getting your foot into the ministry. You already got." the ministry you, you're already doing it so why not go through the process mm-hmm. and that got me thinking i said hmm because they've been asking me uh for the last four pastors that have been there they've been asking me brother ray lopez brother um uh arno Mota when he was pastor there and also with uh uh brother alvin when he was there he was asking me and pastor silva was asking me to to be initiated or to take the classes for the ministry and do this for the ministry mm-hmm. and get in i would say no I, I don't feel it i don't feel it but in reality i was feeling it i was doing it and god was placing that mantle upon my life to 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 continue in that process of being uh weeded out to be able to to uh preach his word and to be able to walk in his ways to be able to adhere to his word and listen to his word and apply the word and and and, and pray for people that way and many times uh there was one occasion where where God showed me how he's going to use me. Mm-hmm. I went to go pick up my wife at work one day and there's a lady that was there and her neck was really, really bothering, hurting her. And I came in and my wife told me, can you pray for her? Cause, cause her neck is really bothering her. I said, okay. So I went behind in the office parts. We worked at the doctor's office and I went to the manager's office and I began to pray for her and she would heal, she was healed instantly. God healed her for the neck pain, and 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 she she was going she was going to another church at the time, and she said, you know what, you have a, a an anointing on you, you have a a, a ministry, a gift on you that, that God's going to use in a very powerful way. But I was, okay, that's fine. So I didn't I didn't I didn't receive it. I didn't believe it. You know, so I just I just, I just prayed for the person that said, and she got healed. Mm-hmm. But thank God, you know, I don't do the healing. God does. Yes. So yeah. uh, so I took Frank's opinion or frank's uh, advice it's okay and then for then I, t- I told pastor silva you know i'll go ahead and and go for the ministry i'll go ahead and apply and go through the schooling go through what i have to do to uh do the ministry with you I said okay so we did the process for that wow i, I think it's interesting you know some of the things you were sharing pastor garcia like you were you commented well you know when you do the service um, it's like that. that's eventually the or the natural progression because, you know, you know what you're doing it for and God knows your heart ultimately mm-hmm. and, and you wanting to serve in the capacity you were serving in. So because of that, God knows your heart. And then God says, you know what, when you're a servant of mine, I'm going to elevate you. Not necessarily, you know, if you need the title or not, but God will elevate you in a way or another to be in a place where he needs you to be. And and when you look at it the other way also, because I've always encountered people like, well, I do this and I don't have a title. I do that. And I don't, it's like we all have titles, even if we're not in ministry. You know, we're all children yeah. of God. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, so what we're doing now should kind of translate over to what we're doing. It's just now that we have, you know, it, it's, it is interesting because it feels like a greater, um, like a, a, a heavier 
uh, I don't know how to explain it, like a bigger jacket that we're wearing when we get the title, but really it's just doing the expectancy of what we were doing anyways to begin with. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, but it's just taking on that spiritual mantle, like you mentioned, to fill in that role. Um, Pastor, one thing that I, I've always admired about you, you know, is, is your openness, your honesty. You know, I love, I always loved how you kind of counseled me, you know, just straight and direct and, and why not? And why aren't you, you know, it's just very straight and direct. Um, and I always appreciated that about you, but I've always, I've always appreciated it from you because from, from my perspective of you, and I've shared this with you before, Pastor, my perspective of you, because I've seen that you live what you counsel if that makes sense. So yes. in other words, I don't get offended when you say, well, why not? Why haven't you done this? Or why haven't you done, you know, why don't you do this? Because I, like I said, I've seen experiences of you when you went through things uh, in your personal life, uh, you know, where I, I would just be, my goodness, you know, how is this not taking a different effect? But, you know, just your outcome and your attitude of everything. And it's always been based on, you know, just your dependency on God. But has there ever been a time where you felt, you know, your greatest doubt or distance, you know, with, with everything more than I've ever seen you go through, you know, in, in personal things? But has there ever been a, a time in your life where you felt the greatest distance or doubt in your ministry, and your service in your life? Uh, not really, because I've always, I don't know, I've always had that, you could say that deep trust in God that, mm -hmm. uh, that everything was going to be all right, mm -hmm. um, which e with each tragedy in in my life, mm -hmm. uh, with my son's death and the first one, and then my father's death three years later, mm -hmm. and then my wife's death uh, in 2013, then my brother's yeah. death in 2017, which each one of the, those things, God had given me a foundational word. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that foundational word kept me strong, kept my faith up, and kept my Kept my kept me going forward, mm -hmm. and and with my son he gave me a word. With my father he gave me a word. Mm -hmm. With my mother, with my wife he gave me a word, and with my brother recently he gave me a word. He says it 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 it, it pleased me to take him. Mm -hmm. Okay, it, and those words still resonate in my mind. It mm -hmm. pleased me to take him. So in each one, each instant, the word of God just kind of gave me peace and gave me a foundation on, on each of those uh, tragedies in my life that kept me afloat, that kept me strong, that kept me going, that kept my faith up, that kept me believing, that kept me trusting, mm. that kept me loving, that kept me serving and, and, and just continuing to go forward. And people said, tell me, you don't have to be strong. Well, I'm not. God's strong through mm. me. You know, uh, you know, you can cry if you want to. I did. I went to the mountains and cried when my, when my son passed away. Yeah. And I went to the bedside of my wife. I, I cried, and, and 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 you know, the funny thing with my brother is 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 before he died, man. I was I was I was praying at the church, and I and I, and I heard uh, I was listening to to worship music, and, and that's that song that says, uh, uh, "No hay lugar más más uh, más grande que a los pies de Jesús." You know, mm -hmm. I was listening to that song, and I was just bawling and bawling and bawling and crying at at, at the at the altar at the mm -hmm. church and stuff and I, I didn't know what just something just came over me and just started started crying and crying and the next day my brother had died oh, you know wow. god was preparing me for that mm -hmm. no hay lugar más grande más alto that song that just touched my heart and even today when i hear it today it kind of touches my heart and god gives me peace mm -hmm. over what happened but in every instant 
God had given me a word, a foundational word that really kept kept me up and and helped me through every situation and through the thing that I'm going now, I'm going through now. Uh, God's still there for me. I mean, He's never failed me. He's never forsaken me. He never abandoned me. He's there for me. Mm. And as I go through the process that I'm going through right now, he gave me a word, a foundational word for this process that I'm going through. Mm. And that is a fresh anointing, Mm. a fresh anointing upon you. So anytime the enemy comes to discourage me, the Lord comes back to encourage me. Remember, a fresh anointing, Mm. a fresh anointing is coming. So I always, always uh, fall on that word that's going to give me strength, that's going to pick up my faith. That's going to help me through every situation that I go through. Mm-hmm. And God, I, I just bless God and I love God because God has done so many things in my life that that you know I, I can't go to anybody else but God. Mm-hmm. And God is so so amazing, yeah, so amen. amazing. You know that's all. Reminds- I can say I can, so. I can say I really never doubted God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just placed in His hands just recently. Just just recently, probably God. Two weeks ago, uh, the the company called me, or the doctor's office called me. Says, you know, on Friday, he says your injections on Monday. I said, okay. Your part, you have to come up with twenty five hundred dollars for for oh. your copay. I said, what twenty five? You calling me on Friday <laughs> to come up on Monday with twenty five hundred? I can't do that. Yeah. I, that's impossible. I cannot do that. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to cancel, reschedule. Uh, give me some time to collect that money or, or what. In the meanwhile, the church, you know, they, they wanted to help me. And I, I said, no, I don't want to be a burden on the church. God will provide. Mm-hmm. And my wife was kind of frustrated with me, but I said, I'm gonna, God's going to provide. We just got to trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, a, a company called me that represents the, the, the injection people, whatever whatever medicine they're going to put in me, uh, represents them. He says, we, we, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay the $20,000 of your medical expenses wow. of your injections twenty thousand dollars i said okay so that 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 covers my 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 copay for the for 10 months wow you know so so i said well praise god i just had to depend on god and i would pray god if it's too well you're going to provide if not you know you're going to heal me naturally so it's up to you god whatever you want to do with my life it's yeah. up to you so you know, that comes in. I said, okay, then I got the letter, confirmation letter and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, I, we just got to trust God that God's going to do the process. God's going to help us every step of the way and, yes. and not doubt. And, and and I think the biggest thing is people doubt. And when they hear uh, that it can't be done, uh, we can always say, I can do all things through Christ, yes. which strengthens me. And I know God can do all things because there's nothing impossible for him. Yes. Amen. Well, that, that's that's so powerful, Pastor Garcia. That is awesome. It reminds me, uh, you know, that verse where, you know, I believe, but help my unbelief, you know, help. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Pastor. Wow. Yeah. And I pray that anyone that just heard that part, you know, will be inspired. Uh, But, you know, it also reminds me too, Pastor, of that saying, you know, don't, don't get ready, be ready. You know, already build all these things into your heart, already be disciplined in all these things, because when those, I mean, when those I was going to say when those challenges look at the challenges that are around us right now you know the covid and these election things and whatever else is going on but i mean we we can't start getting ready we need to be ready <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. we can't start now we should have been ready already yeah yeah <laughs> and no, we, I, as, we as christians as the, as the elections go forth god's going to put whoever he's going to put to un, un, unveil the next phase of his plan mm. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why right toward the congregation. God's going to put whoever. There may be arguing over who's going to win and this and that. Mm-hmm. Might be Biden, might be uh, uh, President Trump again. But whoever God decides to put there, he's going to unfold the next vision or the next level of his plan that's, that's taking us towards the rapture. Yes. So we just, like you said, we have to be ready. If you're not ready, you better start getting ready now. Yeah. Yeah, no. Right. Gonna be discouraged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, Pastor, in Jesus' name, let's get ready, or let's be ready, right? Let's be ready. <laughs> let's go. be ready. So, kind of touching a little bit on that, Pastor. You know, COVID nineteen, kind of everything that's going on right now. But how how has that touched or affected your life or or your church life right now? How's how's this going for you guys there in Parker? It did. It didn't really affect us because we've been open since May twenty fourth and. Prior to that, we were, we were having drive-in churches or drive-in church. Uh, so really right in March, we were having in April, we're having a drive-in church where we set up outside the church and, and put chairs spread apart. And uh, they would sit in their cars and they'd park around the church and, and sit in the cars and listen, listen to the preaching mm. and listen to the music. And it worked, it worked for six weeks until it got too hot for the drums and for the <laughs> musical instruments to be outside that we had to go back inside again. You know how Parker's gets pretty hot. Yeah. So, but it was working good. The, the parking lot was full of people. It came to the point that uh, the police came uh, came to us and said, you know what? You guys are a little too loud. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, Parker is loud. We, we are uh, a loud church and we, we make a lot of noise, but praise God. It's because we know who the King is yes. and we celebrate what he does in our lives. But, you know, can you lower the music down a little bit? People are complaining that's too loud. Sir, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. They should be up eating breakfast already. Says, <laughs> <laughs> so I understand. But, you know, can you lower just just a tad? Uh, we sure will. Don't worry about that. We will. And every time I w- they, they, they would say something, I would say something they like, they would honk the horn. Uh, so okay. if, you can, if you can hear me, honk the horn. If you, if you uh, want to shout hallelujah, honk your horn three times. <laughs> so, so they would respond that way. And it was... That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I had a good time during that time. And, um, you know, everybody was enjoying them. So they take the lawn chairs and just sit out there and, and and just rejoice at everybody. During the pandemic, we've had 22 baptisms. Wow. So people were coming and getting baptized and baptized and baptized. Because uh, they were, you know, uh, fearing this COVID and mm. we would pray for them. And and we were having live services on on Facebook Live and and on May 24th, we decided to, to to open up completely. So we we've had three services every Sunday at wow. nine o'clock, eleven o'clock, and three o'clock. And, uh, and and we check the temperatures, and we have limited seating in each, in each of the services. Mm-hmm. They have to register before they can come in church. Uh, and just last night, we opened up Thursday night services. Wow. And again, they had the same protocol was placed in put in place. They had to call uh, for reservations for that day, and we had. People that we haven't seen in church in eight months mm. on that Thursday night because they were working Sundays or or oh. were too afraid, but they was finally decided to come. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, it was good. We had yeah. a good time last night. Well, that's great. Well, kind of on the... Re- oh, go ahead, Pastor. But really, that COVID didn't really f- affect the church at all in that area because we continue going forward. Mm. Uh, we had a made-up mind that we're not going to shut down. We're just going to go forward. Uh, with precaution and 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 safety first, and uh, if they were sick, please don't come to church. Call me, and I'll go pray for you. I'll wear two, three masks on, but I'll go pray for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, with, with that intention of 
uh, with those precautions, if you're sick, if you're feeling this way, don't come to church, don't even bother to get dressed, just stay home and relax and quarantine yourself for 14 days, whatever. But, you know, the people that came, came, and, and more people started coming, more people. We had to reject people at the 11 o'clock service because uh, the church was full mm. or to limitations of the capacity we had. Uh, and we had to re- reject people. You can't because it's already too, we're at capacity. Uh, come back next week or, or make sure you register for next week. Mm. You know, so three or four times we had to reject people yeah. not to come into church. Wow. No, that's good. Something's, something's moving. Something's happening for sure. And, and God will get people's attention, you know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, well, and that's awesome about the baptisms, you know, bring, bringing life in, you know, spiritual life into all this chaos and everything that's going on around us for sure. <laughs> But kind of along the same lines, Pastor, about, you know, uh, church and, and your church services there. Uh, in regards to your ministry, I know we're already in November. I can't believe we're in November. We're already in November, sir. And, uh, and you know, 2021 is right around the corner, God willing. Um, but what do you see about uh, the outlook for your ministry there in, in, in Parker Apostolic Church or for your church there? Well, I see a fresh anointing. I had a vision the other day, not a vision, but a dream that God was showing me that when I was dreaming. And I shared it with the church and I shared it with some other people that that share their dreams with me about me. Mm. Uh, one of the sisters shared a dream that she saw me and, and water was just flowing out of me, you know, mm. that. So that's kind of the dream that she had uh, and the vision she had and another vision of somebody else. And you're healed and God has healed you and God has, uh, is moving in your life. And, and with the fresh anointing that God has given me, I was... I was in some place that had a long rectangular pool and there was a lot of people there and the bishop was there and Bishop uh, uh, Fortino was there, Bishop President Fortino was there at that place and I was there uh, with with our congregation, with our people. And the the Lord put in my heart, ask him if you can pray for everybody. I said, okay. So I went to, I believe, Bishop Fortino or Bishop Rojas. One time I wasn't sure who it was I was speaking to. Mm-hmm. And they said, sure, go ahead. So I started running. I ran in the rectangular of the pool. It was a long pool. Stretched out my hands. And I was going through the people and in between the people. And they were being healed left and right and falling down and dancing and receiving the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues and just, just praising God and celebrating life. And, and I'd make around the corner, come back this way. And, and again, people were just lined up and with their hands up, praising God and worshiping God. And God would heal them. And the lame would walk and the, the blind would see. And all these things, this miracle just happening as I was running with my hands extended out. And people were just being blessed on both sides. And and and, and the Lord was showing me, that's the fresh anointing. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. I said, okay, God, I'm ready for that. Yeah. So I see that... Um, in, in, in Parker, we see our, our church as a church that connects with the people, mm. as a church that helps the community. Uh, and we're very well known in, in Parker it's, uh, as well, in the community, in, in the reservation, and upriver. We're very well known of, of our, the power that Parker has as a church. Uh, as a church, we pray. As a church, we worship. As a church, we fast. As a church, we do a lot of things. And, and when they enter the church, they can feel peace and jo- joy and love and, and, a, and a lot of power, a lot of energy in the church. 
and you, you start to worship God, you can feel the, the energy of the Holy Spirit in, in, in the sanctuary and at the appropriate time, you know, even, even during, during the time of, of worship, people would come to the altar and we pray for them and God would heal them. And then after the, the message, people would come to the altar and God would heal them because people were coming to the altar sick and they still do that. And God still heals them and God still deals with them and still helps them and still instills in their life uh, that they want something more, not just to be ordinary. Mm. And, and, and as I see, uh, what we are, and I'm preaching about this this month, and I labeled this month, where's Waldo? In other words, I'm telling the people, don't mix in with the world. You're mm. separate. You're holy. You are to be by yourself, not be hiding within the world to try to blend in. You're not here to blend in. You're here to stand out. Mm. And, and that's and, and that's and then we took First Peter two nine as that as that verse. We are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a royal priesthood, which means we're we're two 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 functions in one. We're 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 a king and we are priests. We we have vision and we have provision, mm-hmm. where God's going to provide for the vision that we have. So as I see the vision unfolding, I can see God moving in our lives uh, to to make a greater impact in our community and in the communities around us. Because we go to Havasu and we have cell group in Havasu, we have Kingman and Kingman we have. Uh, cell groups as well, but we do it in Zoom, mm. uh, and 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 it's and, and it's growing. We just baptized four people from Kingman a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know we have still have Havasu. It's all Spanish, but it's going to grow, and God's going to bless us and and mm. be with us. And we're trying to make um, uh, an impact, and and I, and I believe we are one way or another. We're making an impact. They they know who we are, and they know what we stand for, and they know the power that we have. Mm. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, reflecting, you know, who God is and his power. And, and that's that's our, one of our responsibilities, obviously, in our testimony and a way of life, for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, in sir. In Jesus' name, it'll be completed, Pastor Garcia. Amen. Yes, sir. Uh, Pastor, um, you know, uh, you mentioned quite a few pastors uh, in your, you know, in your walk there uh, that you served under, uh, you know, some people there. Um but what would you say, uh, Pastor, if you could think of one person in particular in your faith journey that um, that you could thank God for? Who would it be, and why, Pastor? I thank God for all of them because as I as I serve under each one of them, mm. it it, it kind of uh, instilled in me their love for God in the way they love God and the way they serve God with uh, Salcido and Brother Ray Lopez and Arno Mota and. And and uh, Pastor Alvin and and Pastor uh, Trini, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. each one of them had something to put into my life or breathe, or speak into my life, uh, so I can unfold who I really am in mm-hmm. Christ. So I really didn't have any one pastor. Even Martin Vasquez, which is the last pastor who was here, uh, he instilled something in my life as well. So all the pastors that were I was under. You know, I was their helper. I was there for them. I was there to uh, bless them any way I could. And, um, and many times what, what, what they were teaching and what they just their reaction to things or their knowledge of things or how they handle situations mm-hmm. that spoke volumes to me. And I find myself practicing how what they did. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. I find myself uh, doing what they want me to do. Mm-hmm in what they injected in me. Mm-hmm. 
So from each pastor, I've learned something. I thank God for these men of God that introduced something to me mm. and put it in my life. Amen. That's very true. Every I think the same thing. Anyone that I've had a blessing uh, to encounter or uh, to serve under or even just to befriend, everyone always, uh, and, that's, and that's the kind of friendships I want to make or people that I want to be around that they can leave a thumbprint, you know, just in your, yes. in your spiritual life, you know, like, oh, yeah, I yeah. want to do this this way. You know, they can inspire you and influence you to do something, you know. Um, yeah, the way they administrate, the way they teach, yeah. the way, you know, something was injected in me with each one of these men. Yeah, definitely. And I believe God put me under these men for me to learn something from each and one of them. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to learn. Yeah, I was going to say that's the important part. Definitely, you know, having the willingness to learn also. For sure, because even when you think you got it figured out, we do not. <laughs> even even today, as, as pastor, I'm learning from the bishops. You know, I'm learning from mm. from Bishop Rojas, and I'm learning from uh, learn from Bishop Rodriguez and from Bishop Iglesias. I, I learn humility and this mm. humility and and power and and to and to trust in the Lord. Yes, yeah. Uh, Pastor Garcia, you know, speaking from your own experience as a Christian, if you could encourage someone today that's listening. Uh, to continue or to start their own relationship with Christ, what, what would you, what would your word for them be, Pastor Garcia? My my word for them be focus on God, mm. focus on God, because many times when you focus on people and it's easy to take your focus off of God, yeah. you focus on people and you're gonna fall. Yeah. But remember, God will always be there to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And when if I focus on God and focus on His Word, because His Word is going to lead me. His word is going to help me. His word is going to guide me. If I stick myself to the word, that word will give me life. And I'm focusing on God. And then focus on the word. I'm beginning to walk like God because in the beginning was the word and word was God and word was with God and word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt Mm. among us. So we, we become that word as we, as we read it, we interact with it. We have a relationship because that word is God. Yes. Amen. Yes, that's good. And Pastor Garcia, just to kind of wrap everything up here for us, uh, can you tell us how we can find uh, your church service and how people can stay connected with you and your ministry, sir? You can go to Parker Apostolic Church uh, Facebook and you can connect to the services there. If you want to visit us, we're at 1221 Desert Avenue in Parker, Arizona. If you just want to call me, it's 928-575-1550. Church number, my number is 928-575-1550. Five two two one. If you want to connect with me, if you want to talk to me, I'm available for anybody. If you need prayer, praise God, I'm here for you. Amen, Pastor Garcia. And remember, Brother Mario, Sector Three is a place to be. Uh, <laughs> I I remember that from yes, I remember that. I uh, thank you so much, Pastor Garcia, one more time for participating here on today. My pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. You know, it's so uplifting to hear all the wonderful things and and the works and the miracles that God is doing for you in your life and your church, you know, your ministry. And definitely know that we'll continue to be praying for you and, and you know, for Amen. your congregation, for victories. And like you were mentioning earlier, the, even for the things unseen, I mean, the things seen but hasn't come yet to pass, you know, we're praying Amen. for those victories in Jesus' name. One last testimony that I have yes, for you uh, before I go is we had a lady that she was 68 years old when she went to the church. And she brought her husband in a wheelchair, uh, and, and, I, and she went to the altar. She said, what, can, what, what do you want God to do for you? She says, I want God to heal my husband because his kidneys are 
are deteriorating. It's not not functioning like they should. Mm. I said, okay, so we begin to pray for her husband. And I felt that God healed her husband and his kidney functions have been good up to now. He's still alive. That's about four or five years ago. Wow. Uh, and God and God is still blessing him and they got baptized and everything. And she, that day, she went to go witness her grandchildren get baptized and for her husband to be uh, healed as well. But she had a problem. She had a problem with her knee. She, she pushed that, that wheelchair from her house to the church. And, mm-hmm. and, and she came up to me and asked, and the Lord told me, ask what she wants and, and ask, what do you want God to do for you? He said, I want him to heal my knees. The doctors don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't walk. Mm-hmm. And it hurts for me to walk. And you see, I'm pushing my husband everywhere to come to church and to go to this and that. But I want God to heal my, my knees. I said, mm-hmm. okay. So I asked one of the ladies, put your hand on, her, on both her knees. So a lady got down and began praying for her on her knees. And I began to pray for her. All of a sudden, this lady started jumping. Wow. started jumping. And all of a sudden, she took off running, and she ran. She's 68 years old, running around the church, around. She did 10 laps around the (laughs) church and stuff, and and she came up to me. I can't stop running. It's like something is pulling me, like an angel in front of me just pulling me to run. And how did you, how's your knees? My knees are healed. That day, she got baptized in Jesus' name. Praise God. Wow. Wow. God is still doing works. Definitely, right, Pastor, right, definitely. Oh, thank that's, my, that's my favorite testament when I saw that. So, man, that's you're so good, God. Yes, oh, yes, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad you didn't leave that out, Pastor. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we conclude our podcast for today, I would like to thank you, the listener, for listening in. And I pray that there has been a seed of faith planted in your heart and in your mind that this seed will grow and produce fruit in your life. If you would like to hear previous podcasts or learn about it, or more about this podcast, you can go to the podcast SoundCloud page at www.soundcloud.com forward slash podcast. And there you will find links to all our social media platforms. And also, if you're interested in sponsoring or supporting this podcast, podcast by giving, there will be a link available there to direct you to our Patreon page where you can become a sponsoring member or a one-time giver at our PayPal page. If you would like to reach out to us, please email us at ihappodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Lord willing, God bless.